Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another Supercoach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk all things Round 19, Supercoach, and AFL teams. As always, we really appreciate all your support. Thank you for continuing to check us out on all our channels, in particular the YouTube, we're there on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Swizz26, or Supercoach Insider 100 on the Twitter. We always love talking footy or Supercoach. Um, for us, or well, for me this week, it was uh, 2542, which put me up 154 spots to 397 overall. Uh, the only disappointing thing was not jumping on with Chris and Ben and their late decision to go Bont, which got 181, so well done to those boys. But the 135 helped by Goldie's last quarter of 60 was good enough for me to take. So, yeah, now pretty happy overall. Could have been slightly better. I think, uh, well, in particular, Ben's been gloating about some of his captain decisions this year. Puts him second overall um, for all the people that Supercoach Tata follows in the Supercoach world. Um and yeah, so yeah, he's made some really good decisions there, and I, I love Supercoach Data to let me know how many points I'm behind Ben and my vice captain captain decisions this year because I feel like I'd be uh, way ahead of him um, if I'd actually gone the same way. But you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Congrats to our good mate, and uh, yeah, a special guest last week, Abdul. He's moved into the top spot. Just a bit of an update there of the top eleven players. You've got Scotty. Um, I think Scotty doesn't know in 11th spot um, and he's got nine trades left so going to be the big mover over these last five weeks fifth spot's got three trades and then the rest all have between zero and two Abdul obviously was zero a couple others there were zero I think Prestia's premiers in second might have one left um, yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see if they make any decisions and trades this week especially as we talk about these ins and outs the, uh, there's probably been a couple more, well, the important outs, let's start with that this week. The fur, It's probably as we come on to the Sunday game, and the Blues have got an injured George Hewitt, and as you can see there, he's in my D7 spot because he is not playing. We've heard no news about this, bit out of the blue, so that's going to throw up some interesting um, dilemmas for super coaches this week. In particular, if uh, Dawson doesn't get up, there is a lot of rumours about Dawson with illness, so we can only keep our fingers crossed that he stays in for those who have him. Obviously, those who don't have him will be wrapped um, because people could be eating a donut or even two donuts, and and this is where it gets really interesting for uh, league matchups as we're going into that last round of leagues, or in particular for overall. Uh, a couple of real interesting, it's more, I guess, non-named um, people, so Meek's not, well actually it's Lobs out, and Meek hasn't been brought in for Fremantle, but then just double check that come tomorrow, I don't think Meek, Meek's going to be named a sub, but it could be a maybe a late in, which could affect Darcy's um, output, but a lot of people wanting to put Darcy as the vice-captain. Uh, a big non-out is, a uh, non-in on the Sunday for Collingwood Essendon is Grundy has not been picked. Uh, McRae has said he wants to get some more um, physicality into him and at training and just continue to work on his fitness there. So Darcy Cameron's in for another week. I know a lot of people who have Darcy Cameron are keen to go Cameron to Marshall and may even trigger that this week depending on their cash. Um, but yeah, with Marshall and his break even of 107, uh, yeah, you can possibly uh, hold off on one week. For the Saints, out is Ryder. Now, that's big news for those who especially play for Keeper or already planning their ruck, um, well, they're, you know, 
their rucks set up for next year. Yeah, a few people get really keen on that sort of situation. But yeah, in keeper drafts, I know a lot of people were sort of working out trades how to get Marshall in. Well, it's the double dilemma now because um, as good as he can be without Ryder, Ryder without um, not being there for the next five weeks means Marshall's going to lose his dual position for next season. Well, most likely will lose his dual position for next season. And then the other thing that Ryder came out and said today that he is keen to play on in his 35th year. So, yes, it'll be interesting to see if the Saints want to go again. Like, he's still a great player, even at 35 years old next season, but will affect continue to affect Marshall's output if he's there in the same side. So, yeah, maybe want to hold off going out all in and trying to get Marshall into your team for those keeper people. On that, um, there's some good um, rookies still floating around on a lot of waiver lies for the keepers. So before you get locked out on that, um, you might want to go and dig a couple up. An interesting one is Elijah Hollins. Now, a lot of keeper leagues already have him on their squad but yeah he is definitely playing this week for the Suns for us classic players that's a bit disappointing because we would have rather him at the start of the year or um, come into round one next year a lot of talent this kid pick seven it's going to have all the attributes I think he's going to be an absolute star but he has been suffering long actually just been a long comeback from that knee injury that he had during his under 18 years so be interesting to see how he goes uh, the Lions have also brought back uh, Rich and Zorko. I know a few teams have still got those two boys in, so that'll be very important there. And for the GWS, so we've got Noel Hamilton, and Weir is named on the extended bench, but out is Josh Kelly and Tom Green, so quite interesting there. Braden Bruce is also back in. I know a few people are still holding on to him, so yeah, that'll be good for those people who have him and D'Ambrios has been named on the extended squad but is currently in the eighth position on that bench I think it is and so was Carmichael as well so oh sorry D'Ambrios is on the sixth position but still I wouldn't think he'll get in that final team so yes this is where it gets really interesting about Dawson and Hewitt and Weir is even named on the extended bench now you would think he would get picked but Yes, there's uh, no guarantees until those final teams come out tomorrow, so that'll be a bit of a must-watch, and even a must-watch up until the start of the Sydney-Adelaide game to make sure Dawson gets up and, and hopefully gets through all okay. Now, for me, this is where we continue to talk about trying to have that uh, loophole bench option. So I haven't had to burn a trade yet this week because Himmelberg just goes into the back line, and he'll cover for Hewitt. So, you know, touch wood, there's no other injuries, and I'll be fine. I'm trying to hold off not making that trade. Uh, as I say, if you're in that position where you've got Supercoach uh, finals on the horizon and you're already confirmed, well, then you don't probably have to stress. If you're in 6th, 7th, 8th or 9th, 10th, 11th where you're a chance of making finals or possibly dropping out of finals and you've got Hewitt there with no cover, you're going to have to probably burn that trade. Also, if you're a couple of people who I know in long well, leagues that have multiple divisions and there's relegation up and you're in that zone, well, yeah, you're going to have to burn those trades. I know a couple of people have gone um, Hewitt to, say, Sinclair that they don't have or even Bailey Dell. So some decent options there. And, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where you've, uh, you know, as we always say, it depends on your situation. If you're in leagues and, yeah, um, and you've got multiple trades anyway, well, yeah, yeah, it's just an easy decision as it is. 
if you're playing for overall and you've got more than four, five, six trades, well, yeah, definitely I'd be trading Hewitt. Um, even if it means not having to take that rookie score, the hard thing is Weir plays that same game. So we would have loved the Weir to be the emergency um, before that. And then you might have able to see what he gets. If he got a 30, you might trade Hewitt. If he you know, got a 70 or 80, that's an easy hold then. Uh, those who have Kelly, well, Jai Kelly's also on an extended bench, a couple of those other rookies. Um, we know rookies are just so up and down. And even when they score well, their coach can still leave them out because players are coming back in. So can be a bit frustrating this time of the year. So again, assess your situation where you are. Have a look maybe what your opponent's doing. Um, you'll get a better idea when they are after the first game tomorrow. And also then overall kind of, um, yeah, have a look at that trade situation. And this is where, you know, those who have held trades and somebody like that Scotty who's in the 11th spot, yeah, you can go out and make those moves and, yeah, hopefully Abdul, you've got that defensive cover or any of those other people up the top there. And yeah, these outs aren't going to affect you too much. All right, so that, that's the main thing with teams. Vice-captains and captains this week. I'm, uh, well, I, I definitely agree those who have Darcy want to go the vice-captain on him. Have no issue with that. I think that that's a, you know, a good move because we know Darcy on any given day can go huge. Again, just watch that Lloyd Mick decision. I've currently got my VC on Mills. I think he's going to bounce back. The Swans have copped a bit of flack about not winning sort of three in a row. This is the sort of game that they've been dropping all year, so I'm hoping Mills can have a big one there. Um, Laird in that game is also a decent option, but I feel like um, Mills is probably the stronger one. Laird, maybe on the skinnier ground, doesn't have the effect that he might normally have, but in saying that, he had 20 tackles last week, so he is a bit of a tackling machine, but then so is Mills, so... Oh, I'm going to back my boy Mills in there. Captain options, you've got uh, Neil playing uh, the Suns. So, yeah, it's pretty safe pick there. I really like Clary. I've got Clary as the captain. I know he's coming back from that um, hand injury, thumb injury, so that might affect him a bit, but it's a big game. The You know, the Ds are still trying to keep pace with the, ca um, yeah, the Cats. They're playing their, well, it's nearly the D's main rival now with the Dogs after, you know, the grand final, but they've had a bit of a rivalry going for a little while there. And I think uh, Petrarca's going to get more of the attention, especially as a non-owner of Petrarca. I really hope he does because he's absolutely towed the, um, the, the Dogs the last couple of times, in, in particular getting that Norm Smith medal. So I think Liber goes to Petrarca and then Oliver can just run around and do whatever he wants. Um, the big news there for the doggies is Norton's back in, so we finally get to have a look at Norton, Ugle Hagen, and Bruce in the same forward line, which should mean Bont does play more midfield time. If the dogs win, it'll be on the back of Bont, so those who might have the VC Bont into a Sunday player, yeah, that could be a really good move as well. Because, yeah, the as much as the dogs have some great other players in there, Liber and Trelaw, McRae, and McRae's sort of been continuing to do what McRae does, gets that 120. But yeah, if the Dogs are going to win, Bont's going to have to play a massive game. And we know it's in his range of outcomes that he can come out and score a 130, 140 plus any given week. Um, he hasn't been doing it as much this season, but yeah, we saw last week, um, you know, it was all jump on the Bont bag wagon and you know, the 180. Yeah, um, Sunday options, you've got the... the the Blues versus the Giants is interesting because the Giants know Kelly, no Green, which means Walsh and um, Cripps could be in for a decent game. Zach Merritt's been absolutely flying on the uh, Sunday 320 game, but 
The problem is they're playing the pies this week. Do the pies actually let him go around and continue to do whatever he wants? And then those who have Jack Steele, that, and even maybe Sinclair, those could be both good um, backup captain options in the last game. Naturally, I know a lot of people think this curse, and even I've started to buy in on it, the uh, Sunday curse, because some of the captains this year on a Sunday have been terrible. Um, a little bit of a worry there, but yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, they should still be strong enough options there playing West Coast. You'd think the Saints would bounce back this week. I think Zach Jones even got dropped, so Brett Ratton sort of sent a message there. So I would think they rebound. Yeah, so for for everyone out there who just plays leagues, good luck. Hopefully there's not more carnage. Um, for those who drafts, get through those waivers, especially those keeper waivers this week. Um, yeah, before they sort of lock out. I know a couple of leagues, they've already started to lock out. So, um, yeah, there's some really good r- rookie options that have been dropped as people have been trying to win games. So, yeah, definitely go through that. And um, I wish everybody all the best for Supercoach this week. Bye.